Welcome to Women Leading the Way radio show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations, and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good afternoon and welcome to Women Lead Radio brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I am John Burroughs with Finance of America and our show we like to call Your Financial Fitness. And our topic today, well, I'm going to let that speak for itself when we get into the nitty-gritty here. And indeed, that's what this show is about, a little bit of the nitty-gritty today. Our leading lady today is Karen Hell, and her uh, company is called The Can Man. Welcome to the show. Say hello to our audience, please, Karen. Hello out there, everyone. Hope you're having a great Friday. Outstanding. So this is a little bit different, and I was so excited when I thought about uh, – doing this interview, oh gosh, I think a month and a half ago or so. Now, I will go on record as saying that I have known Karen, Karen Hale, our guest today, since she was about 19 years old, I think right out of high school. And she is a family member, so I'm I'm telling you all right here, shooting from the hip, that the reason I brought her on air has nothing to do with our relationship, but everything to do with her entrepreneurial spirit. So Karen, just very, very briefly, I have it in my notes here. I know your background, but give our audience just a little bit of your background professionally, like essentially your representation, your involvement in politics, what you've done for the last umpteen million years in real estate, and then this has nothing to do with any of that. But go ahead and give us your background, please. You know, you never know the curveballs life is going to throw you. So starting out in college, I had a scholarship from the Yosemite Dental Society up in Northern California, and I was going to dental school. I couldn't get the number of classes I needed, so I did my EMT. I worked on an ambulance for a while, and that led me to meet a neurologist, and I went to work in private practice and at the hospital in neurology. And after a few years of doing that, I found that blood and I don't really get along, so I parlayed <laughs> that experience into a biotech company in the Bay Area that manufactured test kits for sexually transmitted diseases. That's another whole story in itself. But I guess. that got me into marketing. And from the marketing, I ended up taking a job with the Department of Defense, and I went overseas for 12 years, and I got to do – all this really cool stuff like take the USO tours out and all kinds of fun stuff for our troops. We did a lot of deployments and things. And then coming back, um, John's uncle, my grandfather, had a real estate company, and I met a really cool realtor when I came back from overseas. And he said, hey, you should get your real estate license and come work with me. I did, and I've been a realtor for 22 years now. And along the way, I've done some cool things and met some cool people and moved all over the place. Here in San Antonio, I hired a young man. 
I property manage as well. I'm one of those crazy people that looks after other people's houses, and you can't quite be all together to do that job. But this young man is a handyman, and I was following his truck, and I was in need of a handyman. So I, I took down his number, and I called him, and he worked for me for a few months and then said, hey, what if I got my real estate license too? And he did, and he came to work with me as a buyer's agent. And the can man kind of came to be from that, but I don't want to let that story out of the bag too soon. Mm-hmm. So you've had quite a bit of diversity there, and you've traveled. you lived in Europe, traveled all over the country, and you are now residing in the San Antonio, Texas area. And I noticed from my notes, too, as a realtor, you're no slouch at this because you've represented over 14,000 you know, family members uh, through the years, and you were also Realtor of the Year. And you are, as I see, a nine-time recipient of the Five Star Professional Award. And I know a little bit about that myself. But that all being said, and you morphed into this other new business, and by the way, too, I just saw a note here I, I have to share. It has no relevance to our show today, but I know your husband, Jim, of course. Uh, but I didn't know that Jim works with a feline rescue and group in Texas to save abandoned kittens. Is that true? It is. Oh, my gosh. What a soft touch he is. So, so we have the story. Your, your company's called The Can Man, and you went from uh, doing all kinds of background uh, work and college and all those things leading up to your very successful um, career as a realtor. But this has nothing to do with that. So you mentioned your coworker and that he became a, uh, a buyer's agent for you. And what crazy idea did he come up with that the two of you acted on? Well, it all started with rotten chicken. <laughs> oh, do tell. And you're going to, how did you turn a business into this? Okay, so here's what happened. So my, my, my guy here, he gets his buyer's agent license, and he's working for me. And they live in a small house, and he's got a couple of kids, and there wasn't any space in his house for an office. So he moved his little office workstation out to the garage. Well, one night after dinner, the wifey comes out, and she dumps some bad chicken parts in the trash can. And I don't know how hot it gets in San Diego, but it gets blistering hot and humid and wilty in Texas all the time. You add nasty, dirty, icky chicken to an outside trash can, and you can imagine what that thing smelled like after a couple of days because, of course, she didn't do this the night before trash pickup. So the trash can gets really rank, and it's in his home office, and he goes on to Google, and he looks for someone to do something about this trash can. And he discovers that there is this whole cottage industry just emerging in America, trash can cleaning. And the Brits have been doing this for years. Everybody has their trash can cleaned in Britain. Nobody would think of not having a service for that. But we found that a lot of these guys, these these British guys who married Americans, have brought this cottage industry to America, and it's, it's a thing. Yeah, it's really a thing, trash can cleaning. Now, who would think that one day you would pay somebody to come clean your trash can? But that's, that's the fact, and he discovered this, and he says to me, hey, 
what would you think if we looked into opening up this business of cleaning trash cans? They build the trucks right here in San Antonio. You're kidding me. But so, I'm thinking, this is it's crazy. right in your own backyard. This is crazy, right? Yeah. So we look into it, and we do a little market research, and we got down in the weeds. We look at how many haulers there are. We look at how many households there are. We get down to how many trash cans there are, which is over 2 million in the San Antonio market. That's a lot of trash cans. And we did a lot of market research, and we decided we could make this work. And we put an order in to have a truck custom built. Now, in my house, when anybody comes to do anything, if, you, if you're the exterminator and you come to my house and you spray for bugs, you're the bug man. If you come to clean my carpets, you're the carpet man. And, of course, the mailman and... So when we were trying to think of a name for our business, we went through all kinds of different brainstorming exercises, and we just couldn't find something. And it was kind of an offhanded thing that I happened to say at lunch one day about the can man, and my, my business partner said, oh, that's it. That's it. That's the name. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so, so you, you go from custom built truck, and and yeah. it's, it's amazing, and it lifts the cans up, and it cleans them, and it doesn't use chemicals, and we are off and running. We've started a business. Now you say that it does not use chemicals, so you're basically driving around on trash day, following the trash trucks for the people that are on your route, and you're essentially just like any garbage truck. Your little fork device comes out, you lift it up, puts it into the washer, correct? Uh, Correct. And then, and the technology's been around for quite a while, I take it. It has been, and there's all kinds of, of newer, better, shinier vehicles that are coming out out there, but the basic idea is pretty much the same. So you go from the realtor background into doing this and transitioning out, and, and how in the world, I know you did tell me earlier, but again, reiterate for our audience here, about how long did it take for your ramp-up? Of course, you did a lot of research, uh, but how long was the process going from, I've got this crazy idea, to successful business? I think that whole process took just about a year, because we did a good four months of just solid market research. And then we went on a little road trip down to the factory where they build the trucks and did a little tour and checked out the truck. And then we had to kind of figure out, well, how are we going to pay for this and worked on our business plan and our financing. And then mm -hmm. we actually placed an order for the truck and had to wait for it to be built. And we took delivery, I guess it was probably October of 2019. Mm-hmm. So you essentially are looking at a model that worked elsewhere, adapted it to your area, because was there any competition at all in your area, or were you pretty much first on the block? We were the trailblazers. Good for you. Are other people jumping into the fray in, in your area right now, geographically? There are now five other people doing the trash can cleaning business in San Antonio, and even with that, there's still more trash cans than the five of us can clean. I don't call them the competition. I call them my sister companies. There you go. Oh, we like that, the sister companies for Women Lead Radio Network. So essentially you just took a, a good 
proven business model, did your homework, and took a left turn on your career and jumped in there uh, to try to provide a service that, I mean, there's a real need there. And if you said there's 2 million people in San Antonio, even if everybody, you, you couldn't handle uh, the amount of business, I would assume, not without dramatically expanding the industry um, or your, your business model. Do you see that as a place that you're going as an entrepreneur? An entrepreneur what's your, your gut saying about expansion in, um, in your business arena? Well, there's a lot of opportunity out there, and I think part of the thing is there's not a roadmap in this industry. I mean, if you start a new plumbing company, you know, there's been a lot of people over the years who have done that, and there's business models to follow, and we got a pretty good idea of how the plumbing industry works, but this is, this is new. There's, there's no example to follow. So there are a few of us across the country that are trying to establish a good base so that other people coming in know how to do this and how to be successful and get Mm -hmm. them up and running. And we're trying to be good mentors. And we're also trying to be very conscious of the environmental impact and all of the other things that could could land us with a bunch of regulation that could basically regulate us right out of business if we're not paying attention. And we don't want to go there. Hey, Karen, I forgot to take a quick break on the time frame here. We're going to take a quick moment to recognize one of our sponsors. So please hang with us. You're listening to Karen Hale, the Can Man owner. And let's take a quick break to recognize our sponsors. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, National University. National University is proud to be one of the largest private nonprofit universities founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. Today, National University educates students from across the U.S. and around the globe with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. Thank you so much for your support, National University, and to all of our sponsors and our partners. Similar to you, Mr. John Burroughs of Finance of America, thank you for your sponsorship. And now, back to your show. Okay, well, we're back to our show, Your Financial Fitness, John Burroughs with Finance of America, and our leading lady today, Karen Hale, owner of The Can Man from San Antonio, Texas. So I'm going to get a little bit more uh, information on this whole process. So I can see what you're saying about, you know, the expansion. Once you get too far down a path, the last thing we want to do is have too many people recognizing and or regulating a business because, as we all know, that can put the brakes on, you know, pretty quickly if not handled um, properly. But you, as an individual, started with just one person and now have a burgeoning uh, business right here that sounds like a pretty good model, and you've intrigued me. Uh, One of the things I'd like to talk about, too, is how you get your business. Um, I believe you said you don't really do a lot of marketing out there, too. So where do your customers come from, and how do you retain them, and what's the business model look like from that perspective? Starting out, we did a lot of social media and Again, like I said earlier, this was not something that people were used to and nobody was paying someone to clean their trash can. And it was kind of a hard sell at first to convince people that they really do want this service. 
once we got a few people to try it and they became raving fans on social media, then the business coming in. And once people started seeing their neighbors get the trash cans cleaned, they wanted theirs cleaned as well. So it kind of snowballed in from more of a, a word of mouth and a seeing the truck. Now, the truck looks kind of like a garbage truck. It's got big red, white, and blue graphics on it. The can man has become a local celebrity. He's a cartoon character, but everybody knows the can man now. He's fun. Mm -hmm. Kids love him. And I got to tell you, I make the joke, but this this is the honest truth. When we leave a neighborhood, people come out and chase the garbage truck like it has ice cream inside. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. You're kidding me, right? And credit cards at me going, me too, me too, me too. Oh, that's hysterical. So, so you've got a self-perpetuating year, we really business. We had to do a lot of advertising because we've gotten such great growth from just people seeing the truck. Well, obviously, there's some real value uh, with the networking, how that plays out when growing a business. Would you concur that that's a critical part of the equation? Absolutely. And I went to all the networking breakfasts and networking luncheons and networking coffees, all kinds of events trying to get the business started. Like I said, it was a tough sell at first. But once Mm -hmm. it caught on, it has been crazy. We've got over 1,000 customers now. So I guess it would be easy for me to say that my garbage is your bread and butter, correct? Yeah. I I had to slip that in there. I couldn't help myself. (laughs) One of the other things. People want to talk trash. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I I like this whole logo. So you made the Can Man is an actual caricature? Yes. So, So you've got your own little... Um, do you ever see yourself doing um, sort of video or visual advertisements, or have you gone that route, you know, posting we little cartoons? That. Yeah. Yeah, we've tried it a little bit, and I've got um, on our Facebook page, I believe, we've got some talking trash cans on there that do a little skit, and they tie in the San Antonio Spurs, our, our local basketball team, and, you know, some, some fun little things. We're working on that, but, um, you know, we just with so many – irons in the fire with the real estate and the property management and we haven't even talked about the politics yet and the can man and there are only so many hours in the day john yeah i guess so so one of the other things that came up from my notes and and i know how busy you are you haven't given up real estate entirely i know that for a fact no. so you have to have your hands full what about the whole work-life balance how are you mastering that little equation well, and as you know, anybody who started up a new business knows the first couple of years you can forget taking a vacation. So mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta take some downtime and do fun things when and where we can. And we try really hard to keep a schedule that gives us a couple of days off, you know, at least once a month, you know, a couple four or five days in a row, once a month, just so that we don't drive ourselves crazy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, Well, one of the things uh, that I'm thinking about here is that you must have some great stories. I mean, uh, give us an idea of 
what kind of things uh, stick out is either funny, humorous, or, or I guess even a little crazy in your business? I, I assume you find a few things in the bottom of some of those funky cans, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, and when the phone rings at 10 o'clock at night and somebody has just wheeled their garbage can into their garage because they have a homeowners association that says, oh, we can't see that from the street. You've got to hide that. And they roll it in the garage and the thing smells bad and they call you at 10 o'clock at night like it's, you know, emergency room and, uh, you know, you've got to roll out right then to go, hmm, we're not going to do that. But um, people do get a little bit antsy when their garbage can becomes an irritant. But um, we, we, we've had some interesting calls about uh, why I need you to come right now. And a lot of times it has to do with shrimp boil or crawfish boils, which are big in Texas. Everybody does that on a regular basis this time of year because crawdads mm-hmm. are just coming into season. But <laughs> things that you crawdads. find in the bottom of the can. Yeah. yeah. yeah That's a, a word can. you don't hear a lot of in California, crawdads. Oh, but I grew up on the East Coast and the South. Yeah, crawdads. No, uh, it's a big and thing. They, Yep, and they do taste well. So, and if find anything of value or anything along those lines, somebody accidentally threw things out, as you weed through all of that muck? We do. Um, I, I'll tell you, the truck is designed so that there's a hopper on the back that will collect anything left in the bottom of the can. But we found that some of that stuff can be small and it can work its way into the drainage system and clog it, and that is not fun to unclog. So we try our best to eliminate that problem by removing items from the bottom of the can before we clean them, and that way they don't mm-hmm. end up in the system of the truck. So in fishing out things in the bottom of the can, let me see if I can think of my favorite top three things I have pulled out of the bottom of a trash can. <laughs> Can't um, wait. Number one, um, Battery-operated adult toys. Okay. Number two, (laughs) a set of dentures. Oh, interesting. Number three, money. That's good. Number four, yeah, we've got a jar in the truck for the money. It's dirty, it's ugly, it's nasty, but it's money. We can clean that. (laughs) Oh, so you're laundering money now, too. We're laundering money, too, yes, absolutely. I mean, we've got a cleaning business. Why not? And let's see, um, a gun. I have actually pulled a gun out of the bottom of a trash can once. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so there's all kinds of good things that you find. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it can be crazy. Yeah. Well, as long as there's no humans involved in that equation, that sounds like a good deal. Um, so one of the things that I, I look at, too, is that it just came to mind, just popped in my head, is that you are 100% women-owned uh, woman-owned business in what would normally be considered a very male-dominated industry. Did you or do you get any pushback for that, or people just don't care and it doesn't come to mind or it come into end? Well, I mentioned my business partner earlier. Um, not even a year into the business, he had a, a whole lot of things change in his life, and he had to leave the business. So hmm. we got a lawyer and got everything signed over to me. So like you said, it is the can man is now 100% woman-owned, and, oh, gosh. Um, 
help me I out would imagine. Yeah, I was going to say, I would imagine, though, that uh, a service like that, it's almost like you're, you're blind, because I think when it comes to who's actually driving the truck, nobody cares. How many people you have in your organization right now? Well, how, how big is it? Are you, you've got five people, and you've built it up in a year to approximately how many customers? Over a thousand. Over a thousand customers, and I know you're charging per oh once a month would be the average. I take it uh, for somebody to get it clean because I'm thinking of my own profile. When would I want that done at my own house? And I'm thinking, yeah, about once a month. It wouldn't, you know, mind it. And I would assume that. It, what did you tell me? The cost was what twenty nine twenty one ninety nine a month, yeah. which is a very small amount of money and I think about that and I go once I put that on auto debit on a credit card or debit card I'm not going to even think about it again it's just one of those things that's part of the budget so doing the math that's a pretty substantial monthly nut for a small five-person business uh, that could go a long way towards feathering your retirement nest what what are your plans along those lines well we have Two options, well, what, three actually. We could continue to expand the Can Man. We've had a number of people across the country who see my advertisements and things, and you know, and we we do meetings and Zoom calls with other providers of service across the country and learn from each other. Um, they all want to know what I franchise my business to them because they love my logo and my business model. Interesting. Or we could just sell it. You know, eat, we could do any of those. Interesting. So so you've taken an industry that was common in other parts of the world and just kind of your little entrepreneurial spirit. And I do know firsthand how hard a worker you are. So I will tell our audience right now, don't expect anything, uh, you know, to come easy because I know how much work goes into it and how hard you work. But it would appear to me that as you grow this, this thing could uh, turn into quite the little financial uh, nest egg or, you know, industry in and of itself. So any suggestions or words of wisdom for our listening audience here today that are thinking of jumping into some sort of crazy business, you've done your homework, uh, and kind of from your perspective, what advice do you have for those people out there ready to jump in with both feet? Well, I'm thinking of two things. One, I'm thinking of the great resignation that we've seen over COVID and the number of people who are looking to walk away from their nine-to-five job and start an entrepreneurial enterprise, and the thing that holds them back is fear. Don't let that stop you. Find a way to get past that because you'll never know if you don't try. And do your homework, put together a plan, work your plan, and you'd be amazed at what can happen, but the persistence will pay off. Very, very interesting. Well, we're down to about, oh, roughly a couple minutes left of the show here. So before we run out of time, Karen, would you please share with all of the listening audience um, your contact information because you're probably going to inspire somebody. They want to call, reach out, email you. So give us your contact, whatever which way you'd like, your website, so people can go and look and see what your business model looks like. Okay. If you're just curious about what the, what the can man is and what the truck looks like, I've got video and everything on the website. 
and that is Go Can Man, all one word, GoCanMan.com. And you can look at my pricing, and it's kind of a fun little website. It starts off with, we're glad you're here. So go check that out if you want just, you know, just to, just to learn a little bit more about the business. If you'd like to email me, you can email info at gocanman.com. Ask any questions that you want to about setting up a business that doesn't have to do anything with the trash can cleaning. You know, I've got four different businesses that I run, my little empire I've got going here. And if you want to call me, you can call me at 210-742-1300. One more time, that number? 210-742-1300. Wow. Well, I want to say thank you very much. You've been listening to our leading lady today. That would be Karen Hale, owner of The Can Man in San Antonio, Texas. Thank you very much for joining us here today, Karen. And uh, if any brilliant parting words, you've got about 15 seconds to share. Oh, listeners, please don't tell my secret. The can man's really a girl. (laughs) There you go. Well, again, thank you to Karen Hale of The Can Man. I'd like to say uh, thank you to her. Thank you for all our listeners out there. And a special thanks uh, to all of our international listeners, both here in the U.S. internationally. We are an international show. And after our show today, you can listen to Women Lead Radio on subscription podcasts specifically Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. We are fast expanding to a daily radio show, and for now we'll be back again for another Women Lead radio show on Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and Fridays at 2 p.m. It's been my pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening, and have a great week. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.